Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the CONCACAF Champions League Review Show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the CONCACAF Champions League Finals second leg postgame show as Club Leon, um, I will admit, a dark horse, uh, an unexpected, ex- unexpected victors in this final, in this CONCACAF Champions League, that has come out of nowhere and they head on down or up, shall we say, against LAFC, not only defeating them in the first leg, but defeating them in the second leg and winning this on aggregate by a final on aggregate Three goals to one, two one in the first leg down at Club Leon, and one nil here at BMO Stadium in downtown Los Angeles. Joining me right now from the heart of LAFC podcast, the one and only RSL of Villanueva, and uh, from the FMF State of Mind website for SB Nation, uh, Eugene Rupinski. Uh, we'll go to Eugene first. Um, you know, Eugene, I, I, I am really uh, shocked and bewildered. Uh, not saying that I didn't think that they weren't capable of winning this LA, uh, Club Leon, I should say, but wow, they really, I, I think they've put themselves on the map, not just, you know, for CONCACAF purposes, Eugene, but I think now for Liga MX and, and, and Mexican soccer all over the all over the country, I think now they've made a bigger name for themselves with this championship. Yeah, they, uh, they really did themselves, and... Uh... They did themselves proud, and they did uh, the Yamekis proud as well. Um, uh, hats off to to LA. Hats off to Araceli and and her team. Um, you know they they played well, but uh, Leon was uh, definitely the better club, and I think over both legs. Um, you know, so it's uh it, it's good to you know it's good to see uh, the the trophy back in Mexico, kind of where it belongs. <laughs> Well, look, I mean, look, they've deserved it. They, they've earned it. And, you know, they've been just absolutely fantastic uh, going out there. And uh, Araceli, you know, look, Steve Trelundolo, he gave it his best. Uh, he's done really well at this side. What were the, some of the negatives you think that went against LAFC in this one? What did Club Leon do differently to thwart LAFC from actually being uh, the juggernauts that they've been shown so far, I would say, a year and a half in this MLS season? Well, first off, I want to offer my congratulations to Club Leon and to Eugene and everyone else involved with the organization on um, a great run and for winning the championship. You know, obviously we would have li- have liked to have seen LEFC lift the trophy, but at the end of the day, the better club won. As far as negatives go, I think 
LAFC was just simply outplayed, outsmarted, um, especially tactically speaking. I know roster-wise, we were suffering, especially in the midfield. But beyond that, um, as we saw over the course of two legs, LAFC just fortunately couldn't figure it out, especially trying to um, get Leon on the counter. Very true. Um, that's really been tough to see that. And uh, once again, uh, just uh, just very difficult to see LAFC um, just not executing when they had to execute. I mean, I thought they looked like gangbusters early on, Araceli. I, I really thought uh, they're going to somehow snag a goal early and uh, at least level the aggregate. But unfortunately, it just wasn't meant to be. Oh, I think you and I both had that same thought because in the very beginning, it, it all seemed like all the cards were in LEFC's hands. They had home field advantage. They had the fan support. Looking at the lineup, Giorgio Chiellini was back in, was back in action, essentially. So it, it looked like it could have gone LEFC's way. But unfortunately, um, as I mentioned before, we just simply outsmarted, tactically speaking, Leon got the early goal in the 20th minute, and from then on, it was just kind of a little weary, almost a team that I don't think any of us really recognized, considering how LUC has been performing up until the final 10, 20 minutes. Did we see LUC start coming back in, you know, typical fashion with a few good chances, but just unfortunate that they couldn't get the result or push it into extra time. So very, very I true, mean, and I agree with you there. Mhm. Mm-hmm. No, I was just going to end it with saying it, it is what it is at the end of the day. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, it's true. No, yeah, it is. It is. It, it, it's it's difficult to see that from an LAFC point of view. Um, Eugene uh, Victor, excuse me, not Victor, Lucas Diorio. Uh, great goal from him. Putting um, Leon ahead by two goals on the aggregate to make it 3-1, 1-0 in the second leg. Uh, he took it very well. I, I took advantage of a, I would say, a bewildered, maybe even a, a haphazard back line that just didn't know what to do when he had that ball. And he just he scored on the inside that far post. Yeah, I was, uh, I was kind of surprised at how... Uh... How, how they lost uh, Diorio on that play. He uh, he looked. I mean, he, I think he was really the only person back for um, quite a ways. And uh, Chiellini and uh, his center back partner, his name escapes me at the moment, just kind of lost him. And uh, you know, I was just I was kind of shocked by that. And uh, you know, those the sorts of uh, mistakes you cannot make, uh, especially when you're down two to one, um, and especially when you know something like this is on the line. No, very true. And uh, once again, this is a situation where you got to get your tactics right. Uh, your your players got to make sure, especially your back line players, they got to be spot on when they're tracking back, trying to find that way to stop that goal from being scored and to stay in the match as much as possible. And unfortunately for LAFC, once you get behind again and you're down by two on aggregate, even if it's not an aggregate situation, it's still a difficult situation to try and get back in to the match, um, you know, Araceli, 
you, I don't want to really, you know, accuse players or things or, you know, or, or claim that maybe, uh, I don't know how much longer they have left in their careers, but to me, it, it just didn't feel like Carlos Vela had himself a good match. I, I thought he really struggled in this match in the entire first half before, uh, before he even got subbed out of this, uh, before he got subbed out, I just feel like Vela was not his normal self in this one. Oh, no, absolutely. Vela was not his, at a very top performance entire match, even up until the free tape, or the set piece, I should say, um, where his chance was ultimately uh, blocked by the wall. And then after that, we saw him get subbed out, I, th- I believe it was around the 63rd, 65th minute, which is a little surprising to kind of see there, you know, him getting taken out so soon. But other than that, I know that there's been a lot of discussion around Vela lately um, with his future involvement in the club. So with that on the table now, it's kind of who knows at this point, to be honest. But, no, I mean, given – his recent performances, it, you know, coming up until this point, he, he he just wasn't there, unfortunately. No, he was not. And that's a, really a shame. Um, but still, though, you know, um, you know, these are big final moments. These are big moments. You got to try and uh, find a way to dig deep and uh, go forward and uh, do your best to defend and well on the attacking side as well. But, Eugene, uh, Club Leon, unbelievable how they defended um, once they even – I mean, even when they were still up a goal on aggregate, uh, they defended well the entire 90 minutes in this one, including the extra 10 and second-half stoppage time. What does this say about how the head coach in Nicolas Lacamon, how he got this team – to not just play well in this final, but play well all tournament long when they had to go out there and be at their best. Yeah, I think it's, I think it speaks very highly uh, to the kind of quality coach that Lacamon is. Uh, you know, we've seen that uh, not only with Leon, we saw that when he was at the helm uh, of Puebla before. Um, he gets the most out of what he has. And that's this calling card. Um, I thought he managed the game really well. I thought this game um, was really going to kind of come down to to management, right? Uh, especially after the first after the goal was scored, I was like, okay, can can Larkomon manage this game? Can he make good subs? Can he, you know, still have them apply pressure without getting, uh, you know, too much, leaving too much space behind them? Uh, you know, can he turn the, you know, can he kind of tell him to bunker at the right time? You know, just all these sorts of little things. And I think he just played it, uh, played it perfectly. I think he, uh, you know, he and he got the team to buy in. And, uh, yeah, I, I just uh, can't stress enough uh, what a good quality um, manager he is, you know, tactically as well as just kind of game management. And right now we're seeing the, uh, the the championship procession right now, the referees in this match um, getting their medals from Victor Montagliani, the CONCACAF president of the Confederation, of course, members of MLS, members of Liga MX, 
uh, LAFC Club Leon at the uh, sta- stage right now in the middle of the pitch. And here comes LAFC now walking to the podium and uh, accepting their second place medals in this CONCACAF Champions League final. Um, once again, Araceli, uh, Giorgio Chiellini, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I mean, I know he signed a contract. I know he's staying. I don't know how much longer he's got left playing-wise. Maybe the end of this year, I don't know. But I, all, with all that experience still, I, I just don't know if he was still needed to be in this um in this final, because it just seems like he got taken advantage of, and occasionally he did win battles, he didn't win challenges, but I don't know. To me, it just felt like he just wasn't the, the right guy to be out there. Even though I'm assuming there's injuries involving LAFC at the moment. I think that when it comes to Kalini, there definitely was a lot of question marks surrounding him because he has been out for a couple of weeks now due to injury, and there was. Uh, sure, if he would be appearing, whether it be in like this kind of match or regular MLS play, but in regards to seeing him back, I, I mean, I was glad to see him back on the field. Don't get me wrong, but was he 90-minute fit ready? I'm not really sure. Yes, he did win a couple of challenges, but there were some tumultuous times with him, of course, um, in terms of how much longer he's going to be with the team. I I really don't know. I mean, when it comes to those type of talks, as I mentioned, you know, with Bella earlier, with those discussions, it's almost the same situation like with Cifuentes and Opoku, who are slated to be gone this summer potentially. So I I would hope to see Chiellini at least finish the rest of this season with LAFC, but beyond that, I'm really not sure to be honest. Mm -hmm. And right now, Club Leon is now at the podium. Uh, All the players, the coaches, they are accepting their first place medals at this point in time. And very soon, they're going to be hoisting the CONCACAF Champions League uh, trophy uh, in the middle of the field over at BMO Stadium in downtown Los Angeles. Um, I will say this, Eugene. uh, Look, without a doubt that this, you know, this side has been strong. This side, they deserve to celebrate. Uh, unfortunately, the one moment, um, and, you know, we all know about the whole, uh, you know, the, the sportsmanship that continues on here. Uh, but, of course, Janie Barrero, um, I'm sorry, that, that, that was terrible how he just fell down in that first half without being touched. And the referee, as soon as the referee walks up to him, he just falls and he rolls around at the referee three, four times. I mean, come on, you can't do this in a final. I mean, he got booked for it. Yeah, but still, though, that was terrible, man. That was terrible. Yeah, I, you know, that's uh, that's bound to surface on highlight reels and blooper reels uh, for years to come, I'm sure, as one of those uh, kind of goofy things that, that you see. Um, yeah, uh, he... I, I don't recall if, if he got... if uh, Barrero got booked or not. He probably should have for simulation. Uh, you know, I thought the, the foul that... The foul that... that yeah, yeah, I don't know. You know, whether or not it should have been a yellow, that's, that's up to discussion. I could have seen him getting a yellow for simulation. Um, but, you know... Uh, Overall, I think in this in this 
match, I think the referees did good. There weren't any real moments uh, where I thought they really messed up. There was no big, you know, aside from that, there was no big, like, CONCACAF moments. I was kind of waiting for something uh, kind of crazy to happen, you know, some obvious call missed or some phantom call made, and it just never happened. Uh, and, uh, no. So that's a... Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll, t- I'll take a uh, I'll take a uh, kind of uh, kind of derpy simulation, uh, not simulation. I don't know whatever whatever that was with with Barrero um, to have a a game that uh, that was called. I I thought fairly well. No, it really was, and I want to also give referee Yvonne Barton uh, tons of credit. He officiated a hell of a, of a second leg. I really thought he was spot on. Every call he made was absolutely perfect. Uh, no problems whatsoever. And here we go, ladies and gentlemen, now Club Leon, now the captain of the club, accepting the trophy Moving forward, that's William Tosilo, and he raises the CONCACAF Champions League trophy to the heavens, and Club Leon will celebrate as the 2023 CONCACAF Champions League winners. Once again, Liga MX, uh, now the big representative for this region, and they will now take one of those spots that will come for the 2025 FIFA Club World Cup, the brand new resanctioning or the reformatting, I should say, of the FIFA Club World Cup, and that will be in the summer of 2025 here in the United States. So that's going to be fun. Uh, can't wait for that, and we'll see what happens when this brand new edition starts in 2024. But we're going to continue on here on the final second leg post game show. Um, and once again, uh, unfortunately, injuries do happen in football. And um, Aaron Long, our Aselli, um former New York Red Bull the central defender, that was a nasty collision he took uh, from the center back from uh, Leon. I didn't see how bad it was, but obviously it looked like he was busted wide open. Medical staff right there on the pitch, towel covering his head. Tough way for him to sub out of this one. Hopefully he'll be all right. Uh, I agree. I mean, it's difficult to see any player down on the field, whether if it's from the LEC side or the Leon side. But for this incident in particular, it was definitely one of those kind of gut, gut-wrenching moments that we do hope it is a good result at the end of the day because looking at LEC's roster is already as thin as it is. And I realize it's a little selfish to say that we hope it's not a serious injury um, by any means, but re- regardless. Um, no, it is. It really is. It, it's very tough to see that. And like I said, a former New York Red Bull player, and I'm, you know, obviously I don't want anyone to get injured, obviously, in these types of um, moments where you're trying to win a trophy, obviously. But once again, just really just felt bad for him and for anyone that even got hurt, even anyone that was on Club Leon. I know. Um, I believe that's it. one of the players that was also involved in that uh, collision with Aaron Long, Eugene. He came back in, had a bit of an issue towards the back end of the match where some blood was being shown on the back of his neck. But thankfully he was able – I forget who it was, though, if you can correct me on the player, Eugene. But still, though, um, just glad that he was able to, to uh, resume in the match. Yeah, I I don't remember. 
call which player it was because uh, when he came back into the match, they had removed, they swept, swapped out his jersey, and the jersey he was wearing didn't have a number on the back. So I couldn't, I couldn't tell which which uh, which player it was. Um, but yeah, no hope. Uh, you know, first and foremost, hopefully Aaron Long is uh, is okay. Um, definitely looks like he got the worst of that. Um, you know, hopefully it was more superficial than anything. And yeah, I hope you know, hope he's okay. Hope he can come back and, and play. Um, you know, as soon as possible. And yeah, like you, you hate you hate to see that. Um, but it looked like both both guys were relatively okay, relatively unscathed. Obviously, they, um, the player from from Leon uh, was still bleeding. Uh, they put a shower. They put a what looked like a, some sort of gauze on there, and then put a shower cap over top of it, which they they do kind of often. And um, yeah, I guess it kind of bled through that. You know, when you have an injury there, all those small vessels you're running around, you're you're getting the blood flowing. It uh, uh, Kind of goes where where it can. So, um, you know, he seemed he seemed to be okay. I'm sure he's probably feeling no pain. Uh, you know, having uh, just hoisted the trophy and all that. But uh, hopefully he's okay. And, and yeah, definitely hope Aaron Long's okay too. No, I hope so too as well. Um, well, let's talk about you know what this trajectory means for both teams. Uh, we'll go to Araceli first. You know, RSLE, there's been many people speaking about LAFC this season after winning MLS Cup and the way they've been doing very well this season in MLS. And we've talked about possibly a treble, a treble championship. And even though there's been um, interference with other tournaments coming their way, uh, the kids in the academy, uh, in the Open Cup, unfortunately losing to the LA Galaxy in the fifth round of the Open Cup, now eliminated from that, possibly winning this CONCACAF Champions League. They've been eliminated from that. Currently, League's Cup is uh, just around the corner, about a month or so, um, and still on par for another long trek to an MLS Cup championship if they go back-to-back. Are these discussions now squashed are are they still online for a possible back-to-back MLS Cup championship maybe a double uh, what are we talking with LAFC now are they in trouble I think it's fair to say that LAFC is on track to make another good run at the cup again will they be back-to-back champions I don't know I would put a very big question mark on that statement alone but in terms of now having um, CCL out of the way, Open Cup out of the way. We'll, we'll see what happens with League's Cup. I'm still a little optimistic about that, or skeptical, I should say. But now that LESC will go back to regular scheduling with MLS play, hopefully have a chance to heal any wounds that they may have and just kind of get back to that team that we're used to watching. Of course, you know, there are going to be bumps in the road. Naturally, we did want to see them make a a very solid run at Open Cup, CL. And I think using our our academy kids from our secondary team, LESC2, in the Open Cup, yes, there was a little kind of back and forth in terms of the roster choices for the last match on that. But I think it was good that the academy kids are now getting that experience. So moving forward in MLS play, 
we have two very solid rosters that can make that deep run for the cup again. Very true, and that's going to be fun and exciting to see what LAFC will do now from not just this point on in this season, but uh, for the future of the club. And Eugene, you know, when I say trajectory for Club Leon, I don't think – well, then again, I I don't follow Liga MX closely or at least, you know, what goes on in the club scene in Mexico. But if I can ask you this – what level can you say Club Leon is on right now? I mean, obviously, it's not the legacy clubs like America, like Guadalajara, like Monterrey, or Santos Laguna, or Cruz Azul, or Pumas, or Tigres. But, I mean, there is this is something new, I think, for Mexico, and for Liga MX, and probably for all of us in this region in CONCACAF. What do you mean? What do you mean now? I, I, I just, I, I'm just, you know, stunned. I'm not saying the manager was bad or they've been bad. It's just that I just feel like, the, you know, you, you find the right manager and, and you know who they are. I mean, you can go back as far as, you know, whether it be um, Tuca Ferretti, um uh, I forget who it was that took Monterey to those uh, back those three in a row uh, championships um, that beat Real Salt Lake and Santos Laguna twice in a row. Um, Vucetic, you know, I mean, mm. you can talk about those managers right now who have done so much in Liga MX and, and all for Mexican football. But still, though, you know, what Lar Camon has done now for Club Leon, I, I think he's just blazing a brand-new trail. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, you know, I think he he's certainly giving Leon kind of uh, new legs, I guess. Uh, you know, they, they finished sixth in the league this past season. Um, unfortunately, they went out in the Repechaje the first round. Um, to uh, San Luis, but uh, you know they seem to be a team that that's really got their legs under them uh, with Larcamon. Uh, you know they, they they seem to be developing an identity under him, and uh, you know I think this kind of you know kind of cements that fact that he is uh, you know one of the better uh, managers in Mexico, and Leon under him is a force to be reckoned with. They, you, know, you can't just uh, take them lightly anymore, you know. Uh, you know, you and I were talking uh, last week about how, uh, you know, it was just a decade ago or so that Leon was in the second division trying to get back up, and, uh, you know, here they are. Um, so that's, uh, that's quite, the, uh, quite the trajectory, quite the, uh, the turnaround for, for them. And, you know, La Comone is no, uh, no small part of that. Yeah, I agree with you there, and we'll see what he does somewhere down the road. Um, Araceli, what do you think Steve Trondolo has learned from this? What do you think he's going to try and do the next time if they are able to qualify for the CONCACAF Champions, whether it be the next edition, because he still has two shots to get there, uh, maybe even three with the uh, Supporter Shield if he's uh, if they're able to maybe knock off FC Cincinnati. Still plenty of season to go. Um, but what do you think Trondolo has learned from this? I hope he would have learned how to manage tactics better 
<laughs> but no, on a serious note, um, I, I think there's definitely a lot of lessons from this run that he could have learned from anywhere from um, time management to tactics to just simply trying to figure out the different pieces of the roster to use in, in case of any other future injuries. Um, but I think the main one would definitely I'm not I'm really not sure. It is it's kinda hard to put a finger on the main point because, you know, like I, I just said, there's a lot of lessons that can be learned from it. But moving forward, I think that experience overall experience is the biggest key with the team right now. No, I can see that. I can definitely see that, and we'll see what uh, we'll see what happens down the road. Um, but let me ask you a different question here, Eugene, with Club Leon. What do you think is being said right now in Mexican soccer at the moment? What do you think media is going to be saying? What do you think the fans are going to be thinking now? You have Club Leon coming out of nowhere and pulling off this amazing victory and this amazing title championship that I don't think they thought they were going to be able to do this. Um, you know, I think it's, I think a lot of the focus is going to be on the trophy coming back to Mexico. Uh, you know, there was a lot of ink spilled uh, last year when Seattle beat Pumas. And uh, just because of how, you know, un- unprecedented that really was. Uh, so, uh, you know, and of course, like you were saying earlier, there was a lot of, uh, and were a lot of, I guess, concern that, you know, LAFC is a very strong team. Leon, you know, as good as they kind of were, they also have that kind of history, that kind of uh, aura that they're Leon, right? They, you know, they, they had seasons where they were just kind of doormats. Uh, so it wasn't, wasn't the sure thing that they were going to, you know, uh, see that through. And they did, and I think that's really going to be the main story in the Mexican press is that, uh, you know, Leon uh, was the one that, that returned it after Pumas failed last year. And, um, you know, I think I think that might be a little bit unfair to Leon kind of being the second uh, most important part of that story. Um, but I still think that it's good for them in, in general and uh, you know they, they're going to they're going to they're going to get the uh, the just uh, desserts and just rewards for that. But I think most of the, the focus is going to be on just how it returned uh, returned the trophy to, to Mexico. Now, um, before we say goodnight, I want to get your guys' opinions of the brand new format for next year. Obviously, we're going to have uh, a bigger field. We're going to have those clubs. Uh, that will win uh, the best club out of uh, Liga MX, depending on their point totals with uh, Apertura Clausura, the uh, MLS Cup champion, the League League's Cup champion, uh, the Caribbean Cup champion, the Central American Cup champion. They automatically go to the round of 16, and then we're going to have uh, 22 clubs beginning in the brand new first round, everything will be goal aggregate. We'll see if they'll still stick with away goals for that tournament, for that new format as well, I should say. Um, are you guys looking forward to the new format for next year, or do you think uh, it should stay the way it is? Araceli's uh, uh, comments first, and then we go to Eugene. 
I think any time that you introduce a new format, there's always going to be a little curiosity to it in terms of the logistics and how it's going to work out. I, as you just mentioned, they're, they're going to be keeping the aggregate goal, of course. We're still kind of learning the new rules and just kind of the overall format. Naturally, there's going to be a sensory with the old, with the old format, but moving forward, I, I think the more we learn about it, the more that we can kind of form a, a stronger opinion in terms of if we're going to be comfortable with it or if it's just expanding too much. But I don't know. It, it's, I'm going to – I'll be on the – excuse me – on the optimistic side of things. Yeah, I, I I agree with Sarah. Yeah, I agree with Araceli. I'm I don't know if I have any opinions on it other than I'm I'm curious to see how it goes. I'm interested to see it in in practice uh, because just with like with any other uh, competition format, there's always nuances. There's always these little weird scenarios that seem to pop up. Um, and, you know, when you throw in that the fact that it's in CONCACAF into the mix, it, that's going to make it even more interesting, right? Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see how it goes. And, uh, yeah, I think I'll reserve any judgment on whether I like it, don't like it, whether it's good or bad or whatever until after I've, uh, after I've seen it in practice. Uh, we'll see what happens. I'm actually I'm excited for it. Uh, personally, I would love to see them bring back the group stage. I think that's probably more important than another round of uh, goal aggregate series. But uh, that's just me. That's just how I feel about it. And but we'll see what they'll do for next season. But other than that, uh, guys. Uh, it's been really great during this run here in the CONCACAF Champions League in 2023 to have both of you on to get to this point. And uh, hopefully I'll have you back on, both of you back on again for the next edition next year. And I just want to thank you very much for uh, being with me and uh, spending your time uh, talking about this second leg final and all the matches involving these clubs uh, to this point. Obviously, now that Club Leon has raised the championship in CONCACAF for the Champions League. Thank you again, as always. Hope to have you both back on the show and talk to you again soon. Thanks again, guys. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun to chat this season. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's, it's always fun to chat. Araceli, it was really nice uh, chatting with you. And, yeah, uh, this is this is awesome. All right. Well, have a good night, guys. And once again, thanks again for your uh, uh, your participation in this uh, show and in this uh, tournament. And talk to you again very soon. And uh, let's try and enjoy the next two tournaments coming up in Concacaf, which will be the Nations League, uh, which will be in Los Angeles, excuse me, Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium, and uh, of course around the United States and in Canada for the Concacaf Gold Cup, late June, early July. Thanks again, guys. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Araceli Villanueva from the Heart of LAFC podcast and Eugene Rapinski from the FMF State of Mind website of SB Nation. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to me tonight and to my guest tonight. Once again, I want to thank Araceli Villanueva and Eugene Rapinski. Join me this coming Monday night for another regular Forestings Fire American Soccer Show. Then this Friday night, uh, this coming Friday night, the U.S. Open Cup 
quarterfinal review show. should be exciting. It should be a lot of fun. Thank you for joining me tonight. Take care. So long. Bye-bye for now. And as always, please enjoy your football and have a good night. Take care, everybody.